Welcome to Dream Business Radio, the place to create your dream business now. Get ready for some inspiration, some encouragement, some proven business building strategies, and a couple of new ideas that you haven't even thought of. It's time to leave slow and steady as she goes to the other entrepreneurs, because this program is all about speed and fast results. And now, broadcasting from his floating home somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, the dream business coach himself, Jim Palmer. Well, good afternoon, everybody. This is Captain Jim Palmer with another fantastic interview. I'm so excited about this week's topic. It's about business credit. I've got one of the nation's premier experts. His name is Steve Weibel. And uh, I'm going to read his very impressive resume, and then we'll bring him right on. He is a Marine Corps veteran, so thank you very much for that, Stephen. With a deep background in real estate sales, flipping and property management, print manufacturing, building and obtaining business credit. He has founded and led multiple successful companies. He's had as many as 300 rental properties in his portfolio. He's a public speaker. He's author of Business Credit, The Complete Step-by-Step Guide. He's a trainer. He's an avid learner. He's very passionate. He lives in Florida, I just found out. We missed each other by about a month. (laughs) Of course, Florida's a big state, but he passionately combines his high energy and business credit knowledge and is a recognized expert in his field. He provides impactful insight into building business credit and obtaining loans for business, teaching, and presenting to thousands. He is the Director of Business Development for Credit Suite. Incorporated, the recognized leader in teaching business owners how to build business credit. Stephen, first of all, thanks for coming on the program. Oh, Jim, thanks for having me. I'm I'm excited to be here. Yeah, and um, you know, you and I were chatting before we kind of went live, and even though we're we're backed up a little bit with our going live for the interviews, you know, we're just coming out. The nation's coming alive again. I gotta believe, you know, for for businesses with that need credit, those who are hanging in there, those who are coming back, business credit's a huge deal. And I think, uh, my own opinion, I think a lot of entrepreneurs, especially, you know, smaller startups, they start using their own personal credit and then they just go from there. And if they, if they do get some momentum going, they just kind of go from there. They never really establish what real business credit is. Do you agree with that? A hundred percent. And actually it's not their fault. The truth of the matter is that we've been, we've had it ingrained in us to put our social security number on everything, right? From the right. first time we put a, an employment application in to the first time we open a bank account, it's always give me your social, give me your social, give me your social. So naturally, we think, uh, we believe that everything we do, we have to give our social, right? When it comes to debt. And, you know, it's, I grew up in an industry where, you needed business credit to survive. I mean, in the printing industry, you're always giving terms, right? So Mm -hmm. like Blue Cross Blue Shield was one of my clients. Uh, They wanted to pay us in 60-day terms, which was fine, but their average job was over $100,000. Wow. Now I had to get my vendors to give me credit, right? Otherwise, I would have been out of business. Yeah, especially as especially on the, on the newer side, putting out a hundred grand and waiting six, you know, or, or big effort and waiting six months or two months. Or and by the way, a lot of big companies that give you thirty, sixty day terms, they like to take it out a little bit longer than that usually. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and God forbid it was the government that you were doing yeah. business with. Um, yeah. But so the point is, I understood a little bit of how that worked, um, and then when I found this company by accident. Um, on accident, the uh, when I saw what they were teaching, I went, wow, you know, I kind of knew about it because I, my father was in the business, his father was in the business, so I kind of understood it. Uh, I didn't realize nobody else understood it. Like the 99.9% of business owners have no idea they even have a business credit profile. 
They walk they, into a lender and they say, yeah, here's my social. Do they have, do you have a business credit profile? Like when you start or after you start, it naturally kicks in. Like when you get an EIN number, things like that. Well, that's a great question. And unfortunately you do have a business credit profile. It's just empty. Okay. And here's the problem with that, Jim, as opposed to personal credit, where if you have no credit, you get what's called a no beacon, right? There's just no score, right? Everybody knows that's usually what happens when you're, you know, 18 years old, your first credit. Anyhow, business credit profile, what it, sh it actually shows up as you are borderline bankrupt. They literally put on there, could be out of business in the next 12 months. Because you've got, because you've got no pluses, forget any minuses, you've got no pluses exactly. at all. Exactly. So it's, it's odd because there's no such thing as a fair credit reporting act when it comes to business credit. Uh, if you have nothing, they give you a failing grade. They literally give you a failing grade, even though you did mm. nothing wrong. You could have zero reporting, but they're going to say to any lender who looks or any creditor who looks high risk, be careful. Okay. So, so <laughs> Stephen, maybe, or Steve, maybe explain a little bit of the difference between your personal credit and your business credit. Cause again, I think, you know, when I, for the first year and a half, two years before I became an S corp, you know, it was all me just using my own lines of credit, et cetera. So what is the difference between business credit and personal credit? Well, one, you don't sign for business credit personally. You don't guarantee it, right? That's one. Okay. Um, but two, more importantly, the limits are significantly higher, significantly higher. So where you and I as an individual may get a, I don't know, a $300 gas card, right? If we want right. to go apply for a mobile gas card, you know, it might get 300, maybe even 500, though I highly doubt it. Uh, but let's say you're a truck driver, you own a 16 wheeler. I see limits 40 to $50,000 for fuel. Well, because five hundred dollars won't fill one tank. <laughs> exactly, they're not going to make it very far on that. So there's really a huge difference, and it's not just that. Uh, in in rehabbing properties, when I was flipping properties, it was nothing for me to go in and get twenty five to fifty thousand dollars in credit from Home Depot or Lowe's. But the odds are you're probably not going to get that if you walk in as a homeowner one to you know paint your house. Right. So because look, businesses consume more, right? We just do, right? Uh, Dell gives credit, business credit. If you own a telemarketing firm, the odds are you probably own more than 15 computers. Great. So that's one of the major differences. So can any business get credit or do you have to have a track record or do you just start low and work your way up? Like, you know, if, when you're 16 or something? Yeah, actually all of them. Uh, any business can get business credit. You start low uh, and it's all based on track record. As a matter of fact, we call them payment experiences. So, your business credit report is not like your personal credit report. Personal credit report, if you know anything about personal credit, your score is made up of a variety of factors from utilization, I think that's 35%, uh, type of credit, credit mix, how old it is, all those factors that go into your personal credit. Business credit, it's really simple. Do you pay your bills? <laughs> that's yeah. it. So if you pay your bills and they get reported as paid on time, you will get a great business credit score. Here's the problem. Only 7% of businesses report in the whole country, 7%. So seven out of a hundred that you do bid that you may do business with will report the rest of them don't. Well, it's up to the businesses individually to report that or yes. And they actually have to pay for it. Oh my gosh. Oh yeah. So there's a couple of problems with that. Um, one, it really kind of makes it an unusual thing. It's not like it's not like regular personal credit where anybody you get credit from, you know they're reporting, right? Mm -hmm. um, so you have to know who to go to. 
that's really our sweet spot. That's what we have a whole team of researchers. We know who approves, how they approve, uh, what you have to look like to get them approved. And then we also know they report and who they report to because there's not just one business credit reporting agency. There's multiple. Uh, we've all heard of Dun & Bradstreet, right? Uh, most business owners have probably have a Dun's number and don't know it. A Dun's number is kind of your identification with Dun & Bradstreet. But okay. then Experian has their business credit report. Equifax has their business credit report. And each one specializes in a uh, called an area. Uh, like Dun & Bradstreet is basically vendor credit, right? So as a printing company, if I stiffed my paper vendor, they would probably turn me into Dun & Bradstreet, right? If I had a line of credit with Wells Fargo, they would turn me into Experian. Gotcha. So it's okay. a little bit different, but you, unfortunately you have to get them all right. In other words, you have to focus on all of them to get your profile strong so that when you, let's say go for an SBA loan and they pull your business credit report, you fly right through as opposed to 99% of people who apply for SBA. As a matter of fact, your listeners, I guarantee you there's people out there shaking their head right now. Yeah. I applied for an SBA. It was turned down. And here's the problem in the business credit world, as opposed to the personal credit world, they don't have to disclose why they turned you down. They could just say, no, come back in six months. Wow. Yeah. Big difference, right? It's frustrating. Wonder um, why that is. Because there is no, because they look at businesses as their own entity. Okay. So you need to be, or it has to be its own responsibility there, but there is no consumer involved. In other words, a business is, is a business, not a consumer. So there's nothing to, nobody to protect. You're never going to have the government step in to protect a business's credit profile like you right. would with personal credit, okay. with the Fair Credit Reporting Act and whatnot. So uh, it's buyer beware is what it boils down to. Um, does a does a business that's a um, does being a, either a sole proprietor LLC S corp does any of that make a difference? Like if you just start a business, you're a sole proprietor. Do you still have a business credit? You do not, and I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, as a sole proprietor, you are the business. So everybody looks at you as the business. You're just an individual. Right. So your social is tied to everything. You need to have an entity that stands on its own two feet. So think of, look at it this way. Just think of an entity that the IRS recognizes as its own person, for lack of a better word. Um, they recognize LLCs. They recognize S-Corps, C-Corps. They don't recognize partnerships or sole proprietors as its own entity. Interesting. Okay. And so does a business that has um, a business credit, is there still a personal guarantee or once it's a, a LLC or some form of a corporation, it's no longer personally guaranteed? Well, you have to build up your profile and get approved that way. Okay. I'll give you an example. Um, if you went to, we all know who Sam's Club is, right? Yep. So Sam's Club has a MasterCard, all right? As a traveling MasterCard. What I mean by that is uh, you can use it anywhere, not just Sam's Club. So if you apply for it, they're going to have you, there's a social, blank social security number form right there. You have to fill it in. Well, most people don't know if you leave that blank, now you can't fill anything else in. You can't put your EIA in. You can't put your Don's number. You've got to leave it blank because it's against federal law. Um, but if you leave it blank, they have to run your business credit profile. Right? So they'll, they'll pull your business credit profile. Now, the odds are the person taking the app from you won't know that. And even the person at the bank won't know that. But right. their supervisor will. So you have to kind of push the envelope. And that's just one example. There's lots of them. I mean, look, you remember Radio Shack? We haven't seen one in years, but, you know. We oh, all yeah, know they're, they they're defunct. Oh, my God. My whole childhood was in those stores. <laughs> yeah, me too. Well, they were the, one of the first purveyors of business credit, man. They gave business credit to everybody. 
Wow. Yeah, you had a business, they'd give you credit. Um, matter of fact, the number one retailer in the world, and keyword there was retailer, um, Walmart, their entire business model is business credit. You okay. buy something off the shelf from them, the odds are they haven't paid for it yet. In other words, right. everything in inventory they have on credit. They really wield a big club, you know. Don't they? Yeah. So so let's back off of Walmart and go all the way. Ben, let's go back down to, you know, let's say there's a, a business doing, say, $250,000 a year. Cash flow is not necessarily an issue. What, maybe one or two employees, things like that. What are the steps that they can take to e- either start, or I guess they probably even have one, even if they don't know it from what you said. And what are the steps they can take to get their business credit to be something of an asset instead of just something that follows them? That's a great question. So the first thing we want to do is we want to look at our fundability and, and this is going to kind of make you laugh, but most business owners, when they set up their business, they do it completely wrong from a, from a fundability point of view or a lending point of view. They just set it up the most convenient way possible for themselves, right? So if I ask a business owner for their phone number, the odds are they're going to give me a cell phone, right? Because they're attached at it. You know, right, attached to it. yes. Okay. Here's your cell phone. Well, that's going to get you an automatic denial. Automatic denial. Uh, they're looking for, and they use artificial intelligence to do this, uh, they're looking for a real business phone number. But more importantly, Jim, it needs to be listed with something called the National 411 database, which you and I are probably old enough to remember, but some people may not when you used to pick yeah. up the phone and dial 411 and get Joe's Pizza, right? And they'd also like to see a website which lists an actual address and not simply a Gmail, right? Uh, listen, yeah, yeah. Well, listen, you're, that was step two. <laughs> okay. So, so they're looking for a real phone number. Now, the problem is, look, let's be honest. Nobody has AT&T Merlin sitting on their desk anymore, right? Very mm-hmm. few people. So, and everything, almost everything is done virtually. So how do you solve that problem where you can't use a cell phone, but you don't want to go hire, I don't even know who you would hire anymore. Who is it? There's no bell anymore. I mean, I guess AT&T, I don't know. Um, so what do you do? Cause you need a business line. It can't be personal. What you can do is you can go get what's called a voice over IP, a VLIP. Right. All right. Now everybody out there is probably familiar with Google phone or, or Google voice. Right. Um, right. That's the right street, but it's the wrong direction because Google owns that number and the rights to it. And you will never get it. You could have it for 10 years and they can come in and take it from you at any time. So, so grasshopper ring central, something like that, that you actually, nailed it. It's exactly yep. right. Ring Central. It's exactly who we refer people to. Okay. Ring Central. So you can get an 800 number uh, and have it forwarded to yourself. But more importantly, that's listable with the National 411 database. Right. So list that number. Okay. So that's step one that they need to do. And I'm going to give you a couple of them today. It's not going to be boring. I promise. Okay. Um, <laughs> step two, and you touched on it, and this is almost embarrassing. I cannot believe how many I own a business at Gmail's I get. <laughs> yeah, I know. Uh, I own a business at Yahoo, or God forbid, PartyDude2000 at AOL.com. Uh, it's so embarrassing <laughs> when you see that, isn't it? <laughs> it really is. So, and look, I'm a Gmail lover. I, I have Gmail. I love it. For but, a personal business. Right. But listen, even Gmail has something called G Suite. Go get info at yourbusiness.com. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, seriously, go get, you know, register wherever you're going to host your website, you know, GoDaddy, whatever, and get, get a professional email address. Look, when you fill out an application, all they can do is base their decision based on a couple of things. One, the information you give them. Two, the information they verify. And three, the credit. 
right? Your business credit report. So if you don't have anything on your report, then they've got to look at what you supply them and what they can verify. Okay. Right? So if you put down a cell phone and they can't verify that's a business number, it's an automatic denial. Automatic. They don't even, nobody reviews it. It's all done through artificial intelligence. And, uh, and do the, does the, do the loan companies or the credit bureaus look at um, a P.O. box the same way? In other words, they check your address and go, I'm sorry, that's the post office. What, did you read my book? <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's the other thing. Um, and here's how I like to reverse it to people. I go, listen, I want to borrow $10,000 from you. And you are in the lending business. And you say, great, Steve, fill out this credit application. And I go, perfect. And I fill it out. And my email is, I'm going to rip you off at yahoo.com. <laughs> my phone number is a throwaway cell and my address is a PO box. How comfortable are you going to be giving me that 10 grand? Right. I, I mean, you have to see it from the lender's point of view. So do not use a PO box ever. Yeah. You can use it to have people pay you rent. If you're a landlord, that's fine. Um, but you do not want to advertise a PO box as your business address. It's terrible. Look, even as a kid, I knew a PO box for a business meant they were probably selling me a scam. You know what I mean? Back yep. in the comic books or whatever, back in the magazines, is P.O. Box, one, two, three, four. Let, let's be honest, right? They were never big companies, were they? No. Uh, a no, little no. mail order operation. Right, exactly. So do not use a P.O. Box. If you don't want a physical address, which I suggest you get when you can, uh, at least get a virtual address. Go to a company like Regis or Alliance and get a virtual address. Steve, I have a lot of uh, new entrepreneurs. Um, so let's, they're starting at square one. Do you advise them to um, incorporate from day one so they can really build their credit from day one? Or, um, and how would they obtain a loan if they were brand new? Is it possible? Well, I could tell you if I start a business today, six to nine months, I'll have between fifty dollars and $80,000 in credit. Okay. Okay. If I start a business today and I have no revenue. No revenue and you still get the loan. Well, it's, well I said credit. I didn't say a loan. Okay. <laughs> There's two separate things. So when I talk about credit, I'm talking about things that we, we touched on, like a gas card, like a Visa or a MasterCard or um, vehicle financing, believe it or not. Uh, you can. I, I'm always amazed at how many business owners, and I'll bet you this is 99.9%, .9 drive a car that they personally guaranteed for the company. Right? Mm-hmm. So if you own a business and you spend a lot of time in your vehicle, truck, whatever it is, uh, and, you, and you sign for that personally, uh, you're doing it backwards. The company can get credit from places like Toyota, Ford, Allied. I mean, you can get credit. You just have to know how to build your profile so that they look at it and go, yep, perfect fit, you're approved. So what are, what are some of the steps to build that profile? Well, you would need to, we were talking about that, the phone number and, and whatnot. You need to get okay. yourself set up credibly first because what happens, Jim, is 50% of applications online, and you probably suspect this, are fraudulent, right? Mm -hmm. With the advent of, of the internet, I mean, you can go on and fill out a credit application in three minutes, right? So because that many applications are fraudulent, the lenders and vendors and creditors had to find a way to eliminate this fraud without manually looking at every application. It'd be, imagine the man hours it would take right? So they used artificial intelligence and they look for these fundability factors or gates, I call them. And you need to know how to open those gates. Again, back to the email, the address, the phone number. Do you have a website? Uh, you know, I don't even want to bring this up, but I, I feel like I have to. How about a business checking account? Yeah. Business owners that don't have a business checking account, you don't call yourself a business person. You're, you're a hobbyist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's the because, truth. It is because they can see that. 
and, and, and listen, I'm going to lay this out now. Do not buy a shelf corporation ever, ever, unless you want to do business with the government and you're in a construction in construction because they'll, they'll take that as you, cause you have to be three years in business to do construction with the government. Uh, they'll accept a shelf corporation. Other than that, you're going to get marked as fraud the minute you apply for credit hmm. because they can see when you opened your bank account. So if your bank account was opened in 2020 and your company was started in 1980 and you put down that your company is 20 years or 40 years old, I can't do math today. Uh, they're going to mark you as fraud. Right. Um, so I got about five minutes left. I love, I love when I'm doing these interviews and I look up and I go, oh, crap. The, it's, it's, wow. That means yeah. it's really a good interview. <laughs> I'm enjoying myself. Let's go to the other side. So I just asked you about brand new. What if you are in business and somebody's listening to this podcast? They Maybe they've been in business for 10 years and they go look at their business line of credit, whether it's done in Bradstreet or however they, you do it, and, and they realize, oh, my God, I've done really well. I'm, I mean, I'm profitable, et cetera, but I paid no attention to my business credit sucks. What do they do then? Well, and that's not a problem. It works whether you're 30 years in business or 30 hours in business. Okay. Uh, and if you are in business, you have been in business for a while and you want to see what's on your report or at least have an idea if you have anything reporting and everything matches, just go, if you don't mind me mentioning this, Jim, they can just go to creditsuite.com yep. forward slash reports and click. We have all the links to Dun & Bradstreet and Experian and it, there's no charge. Just click on it and put in your info and see what comes up. Okay. Okay. So that'll at least get them to see what's going on. A lot of your listeners will be shocked what they see. They will be shocked. That, oh, my God, I haven't had that address in years. Well, guess what? Business credit is reported based on your address. So even if you have credit, and it's, it may not be reporting if your address is wrong. Wow. And, and believe me, you got history. Um, so I'm going to ask you about your book before we run out of time. Business Credit, the Complete Step-by-Step -step Guide. Where can people get that? And, and Well, listen, I'd rather them do something different. I'd rather them give okay. them something for free. Okay. All right. So if they go to just creditsuite.com on the homepage, they can get a download a business building guide for free. And I'm going to tell you why. Because business credit is outdated literally a week later. <laughs> we mentioned Radio Shack, right? Yeah. So people who are reporting today may not be reporting tomorrow. So there's information that's in my book that is severely outdated. And that book's not even a year old. You're so, saying the book you wrote a year ago is outdated already. Yeah, that's why we have a whole team of researchers here. That's all they do. Wow. Pilot, Pilot Flying J is a classic example. There are huge rest stops across the country. Yes. Um, since, oh, maybe if you go, I didn't know, if, since you went by boat, you may not have seen one. Well, I do travel by car occasionally. <laughs> okay. Well, Pilot Flying J used to report. They were fantastic. They reported, right? They're great for truckers. Now, they still give business credit, and they tend to give high limit credit, but they don't report anymore. So we had to take them out of our program. That's hmm. what I mean by outdated. Okay. So I don't want people getting information, trying to build business credit and finding out it didn't work and then they blame me. <laughs> so I'd rather get the free information from the website. Nobody's going to bother you. And I think you're going to love what you get. If somebody, if somebody's applying for a loan and say SBA type loan, they get turned down. Do they have alternatives? Do they just go to private banks? I mean, I guess SBA works no. with banks in general, but. Okay, no, go ahead. no, no. What they ought to do, if their credit's good, their personal credit's good, and their cash flow's good, and they get turned down, they got to come see us or somebody like us. They've okay. got to build their business credit profile because I've seen people get denied for 50 grand and go back six months later and get an automated approval for 100. And the only thing they changed was their business credit profile. And so that's what your company does is helps people repair it, get it started, fix it, whatever. Yep. We're an education company. That's really what we are. We teach. Wow. 
Um, you know, we're not lenders. Uh, we work with lenders so we can help people, but we are a, a, a teaching company. And I'm going to tell you why. Uh, our CEO was involved in real estate during the crash, just as I was. And when he was losing everything, he decided I'm never going to have that happen to me again because he personally guaranteed everything. Mm-hmm. And so he researched and researched and researched and researched. And then he hooked up with our COO who was came out of the banking world. I can't even mention which bank it was. She was that high up. And they got together and they built the system. And, and 10 years later, we're, we're the 800 pound gorilla and, and it works. Like I said, I don't care if you're 10 years in business, 30 years in business or 10 minutes in business. It works. Very cool. Wow. What a, what a fun interview. Um, Steve, give it, give uh, your contact information and, and the website where they get that free report again, if you will. Well, they go to credit suite. That's S U I T E credit suite.com mm-hmm. right on the front page. You'll see download your free four step or eight step building uh, business credit building guide. Uh, if they want to reach out to me personally, they can reach me at Steven with a P H S T E P H E N at credit suite.com. Awesome. Thanks so much, man. This was a lot of fun. Sometimes, you know, you say, ah, credit, accounting, tax right? law. <laughs> but no, this was a good interview. I mean, you can tell because I was, you kept my attention. As That's you awesome. Tell. I love it. Well, listen, the only thing I ask is the next time you cruise by Florida, I'll stand on any dock you tell me and just pick me up on the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, next year we're going to be going to the Keys. So we're going to leave here in uh, mid to late October and we're going all the way to the Keys so oh, that's assuming beautiful. we're still floating and I can still afford the diesel fuel. So. Yeah, I hear you, my friend. Well, the good news <laughs> is fuel is down. So enjoy. Oh man, we really, uh, we really saved big coming north this time. I mean, we saved almost a buck a gallon uh, if you average it all out, which was no small, no small amount of money with this boat. That's a ton of money for that size boat. That's awesome. Well, listen, yes, Jim, I really enjoy being on here. Um, I'd love to be back again. If you ever. All right. Sounds good, Steve. Thanks so much for being my special guest. My pleasure, buddy. We'll see. Hey, f- all right. Hey, folks, that wraps up this very special guest with Steve Weibel. And um, you want to go to creditsuite.com, all kinds of good stuff there. Reach out to him at Steven at creditsuite.com. Reach out to me at getchimpalmer.com or dreambizcoaching.com. But that's it. Until this time next week, another fantastic interview. You take good care. Now it's time to go implement what you've learned. Great ideas are nice, but results only happen through action and implementation. So stay focused. Kick all distractions to the curb. Sleep a little less if you have to. And create your dream business now so you too can live your dream lifestyle. To learn about building your dream business, join Jim's free Dream Business Facebook community at dreambizgroup.com. That's dreambizgroup.com. See you next week for more Dream Business Radio.